0: Do you ever struggle with wanting to build your business and honor the Lord at the same time and and truly wonder, how do those two things fit together? Like, it, you know you can, but then you start second guessing. Well, I know that you have these questions because I've talked to you and I've talked to so many of you and you are going to absolutely love this episode today because i I am sharing my friend Cammy Wilkie, and we are talking about the Proverbs 31 woman. And she is this amazing woman, right? We we know her. We know that she's incredible. We also know that she's industrious. And that's what we're gonna talk about today. And here's the crazy thing: I love how the Lord works. I was reading this morning in Genesis 41, and I was hit by something that I had never, I had never really seen before. I've read the story of Joseph many times. I've done a Bible study on it, but there was just a key little word. I'm going to read it to you. It's Genesis 41, 56. So when the famine had spread over all the land, Joseph opened all the storehouses and sold to the Egyptians for the famine was severe in the land of Egypt he sold the grain to the Egyptians. Things were dire. You could even say they were in like a recession. And it's okay, he understood There is a cost for goods. Things have to be paid for. So we're going to touch on this today, and I'm excited for you to meet my friend, Cammie. She is a faith-based high-ticket sales coach and the host of the Bibles, Babies, and Business podcast. Gotta love some alliteration, right? She is on a mission to help Christian moms learn how to use their God-given gifts to start and grow a profitable online coaching business so they can quit their 9-to-5 job, make money online, and stay home with their kids. After graduating from college and struggling to find her quote-unquote dream job, she decided to create it herself. She has served a hundred or more clients since beginning her coaching business in 2019. She started out as a fitness coach and she is blessed to have built a coaching business that has closed six figures, mostly from her own high ticket sales. As a faith-based business coach, Christ is at the center of Cammie's coaching business, and she enjoys showing other Christian entre- entrepreneurs how to honor the Lord with their business and make true impact for the kingdom. Her goal is to help her clients embody the Proverbs 31 woman in her faith, motherhood, and business. How perfect. I cannot wait for you to meet her and to take a listen to what we have in store today. You are absolutely going to want to grab a notebook, a pen and paper. I have kept this all as a solid episode instead of splitting it up, Um I got mixed reviews when I split up the last episode. So we're going to try it this way. And if you have to stop it and finish it at a later time, I totally get it. But every second of this is so valuable. I know you're going to walk away refreshed and encouraged. Let's go. Hello, hello. It has been a week of interviewing amazing godly women. And today I'm super excited to introduce my new bestie, Cami Wilkie, right? Wilkie? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Okay. I'm like, there's a me at the end. It's gotta be
1: Wilkie. We met on Instagram. It's so funny how the Lord works, isn't it? It is. It is. And um Michelle, first of all, thank you for having me on your show. And one of the things that immediately drew me to you, which I think I told you this, uh, was your hair. Pink is my favorite color. If you go to like my Instagram, it looks like pink just like threw up all over my grid. And when I saw your hair, I immediately was like, we have to be friends
0: we are kindred spirits oh my goodness it's so funny my mom doesn't really love my hair color but i do and what i have found is it is a way to stop people in their tracks in a good way mm-hmm. and have conversations that i might not have had otherwise and I would love to say that it's allowed me to share the gospel so many times, but really it's just allowed me to have a conversation with people and who knows where the Lord's going to take it. And here we are. It's so fun.
1: Absolutely.
0: I love it. Yeah. So we, we got to talking and I feel like instantly I just felt so connected to you talking with you in like a moment, you see how passionate you are for Jesus, for your husband, and for helping women build fruitful, successful businesses. And so we got to talking about this. And of course, we came around to the pillar of this industrious woman that we find in Proverbs 31. And it can be so uh, daunting, right? To, to take a look at her and I'm totally getting ahead of myself. So before we hop into this amazing woman,
1: tell us a little bit about you, Cami. I'm just like, so excited. Let's go, but yeah. let's hear a little bit about you first. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my name is Cami Wilkie and I am a faith-based high ticket sales coach. We can, I can touch on what that, what does that mean? That's like a mouthful. Um, uh, but I'm from Nebraska. I live in a small town with my husband and our two dogs. Uh, And I started coaching in 2019. I started as a fitness coach. And then during the pandemic, like everybody else, my entire world was like turned upside down from a business perspective, from, uh, you know, just look, turning on the news perspective and from a faith perspective. And that's really where I feel that I got anchored in my faith. And it was during that season that the Lord called me to shift from fitness coaching To business coaching, and the reason was I was seeing a like a wave of new coaches in the online space, and as I was having conversation with a lot of these coaches, they were mentioning to me, you know, hey, I I'm I'm trying to you know trying out this coaching thing because I just got laid off from my job from the pandemic, or you know, this is like my 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 last ditch effort to like pay my bills because the world is shut down and my bills are still coming in, and I just like had such a compassion for women who were going on this adventure, trying to steward the gifts that they had been given in order to earn an honest income to provide for their family. Mm -hmm. And that was when the Lord really like laid it on my heart to lay down fitness. I love fitness, like fitness coaching. That was like when I want to enter the space in that's important too. Absolutely. But that's when the Lord like asked me to lay that down and start teaching women how to make money online from a biblical perspective, because in this Instagram space, there's a lot of new age, a lot of like, manifestation, calling things in from the universe, you know, about all that um,
0: yeah. stuff. So
1: um just trying to be a light on a hill in what can be a dark space um, and utilize the, the things and the tools and the gifts that the Lord's given me and entrusted me with to create a positive outcome for somebody else. Yes.
0: Yes. To all of it. It gets so frustrating, doesn't it? You scroll through Instagram and you these coaches have a great, um, a great heart and they're teaching you like the to do's like, this is what you need to do to reach more audiences and reach. And it makes sense. This is exactly what I was talking about yesterday. As I was doing an interview, it makes sense. It makes sense to do more reels. It makes sense to want to grow your audience. It makes sense to want to be pumping content out. It makes sense to be selling your product. Like all of that makes Sense because it's a linear, like you. If I sell you my collagen, I'm gonna make money. If I do, right? It all makes sense. But since when is our God a God that's like, I'm linear and I make sense in the world's eyes? He's like, No, I don't. I'm gonna do it my way and it's gonna be a thousand times better than you could ever imagine. And I love that that's the perspective that you come from. It's we're gonna trust and align ourselves with the Lord first and foremost. And then let's see where, where all of
1: that goes. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, some people like their coaching style really weighs like on, I don't know if you've, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. I've noticed like some coaches will. Um, their teaching style will lean more off from a mindset and then strategy is secondary. Some coaches, they, they lead with strategy mindset. Heart set is secondary. I don't think it's right or wrong. It's just kind of the, the, the style of the coach. Um, but one thing that I really feel that the Lord has like le- really ministered to me in my business is I, I was just telling somebody else this. I feel like the Lord has like taken what I brought to the table. I was like, Hey Lord, like, here's the strategy that I think is really going to help my clients. And he's like, yes. And like, let's switch this and plug this hole in the bucket and, and you're going to lose something there. So let's fix that thing. Uh, and, and (laughs) I was just telling somebody else, I just feel like this, 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 this step by step process, if you will, that I have to offer women, um, I can't take credit for it. And I'm, but isn't that our God that he, he is in the strategy too. He's in the mindset. He's in the heart set. He's in the soul set, but he's also in the strategy. That was like one thing that I read, like in the old Testament that when they were like building the tabernacle, I don't know if it was like Leviticus. I don't know. It was a dry spell for me. I was reading those pages. <laughs> it was, was Leviticus
0: like, probably. Yeah. All and I was like,
1: Lord, I am tired of reading about your measurements for this tabernacle. Like, I get it. Like it was like 14 feet this way, like seven foot this way. And he's like, but don't you see that I was, I am a God in the details. Mm. And I was like, okay revelation. So if you can give them strategy for how to build a tabernacle and, you know, Jesus would be carpenter, you know, several centuries later, uh, you can give me strategy for my coaching business. So
0: that gives me chills because I know I want to see God. And I've said this multiple times recently. I want to see God as human and fallible and like, you know, just like I am. And I forget that he's not. And he actually cares about all of those nuances. Like he wants us, like he knows how many hairs are on our head. He cares about the measurements of things. Like he was so specific with Noah, like how big that boat needed to be. And it can be so like, oh my gosh, what is a cubit? And I don't understand. And but there was a method to his madness and it's not even madness. That's what we think of it. Like there is a a purpose in absolutely everything that our God does. And we have to remember that there's a purpose in where he has us right now. And that's one thing. One thing we share in common is Stephanie gas. And as a coach, and I was talking with her and I said, I think, If I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm where you wanted me to be last year. But like you said, the Lord's like, let's tweak these little things. He's like, that's fine. You're going to start here, but I'm going to tweak these little things until you recognize like I need to be king. And, and you've got to come through those things. You got to figure those things out little by little. And it's that strategy. It's that, that failure along the
1: way of like, okay, that doesn't work,
0: but yet this is working and, you know, give and take and, and taking that all to the Lord.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's It's a refining process. It is. And that sounds like a really pretty word, except for we realize that oftentimes things are refined by fire, which is not fun. (laughs) It's humbling, Um, but it's for his glory. And if we can humble ourselves and allow him to pour into us, we will be better for it. (laughs)
0: Absolutely. Although I don't know if it's, if you feel the same way, I, I think you do. When I look back at those times that I would say are the hardest, mm-hmm. whether it's personally, professionally, whatever, they are so sweet because you recognize immediately, like you can't do this on your own. Or once you recognize that, like there's that sweetness that comes because all you have is to cling to Christ. Yeah, And, and I wouldn't trade that for the world. What makes me sad is when I get an inch away or a week away or a year away. And I'm like, I got it. I'm good. I'll Mm -hmm. see you at the next one. You know, and we, we, you know, release those, those, uh, that dependency a little bit. And he's like, no, 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 you need me every single day. So let's talk about this amazing woman that we find in Proverbs 31. I mean, an excellent wife who can find, she is such a perfect example of, aligning herself with what the Lord wants. And yet she's industrious. She's that she's going out and buying a field. And how do we do that as women in the
1: 21st century? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, in what I think is important, you know, before we open the floodgates of the conversation that we're going to talk about, a lot of times in my Myself included, I'll read the Proverbs 31 passage and I'll instantly feel, well, she's perfect. How could I ever measure up to her? And so one thing that I think is important about the book of Proverbs in general is that these are principles to live by this is not us striving for perfection because we're always going to fall short of perfection, but rather guidelines, if you will, like street signs of like, Hey, turn here. Hey, caution, road closed. Don't turn this way. This is a one way street, you know, turn back around. And so that's really the heart set that I think that we need to approach, not just the Proverbs 31 woman, but the entire Mm -hmm. book in general, because if we don't, we can easily get wrapped up with, perfectionism and oh my gosh, I could, I'm not even half of what she is when that's not the point of the Proverbs 31 passage. It's just to give us guidelines and principles for which we can build good habits and priorities. All these P words. (laughs) I love it. Priorities, Proverbs, all it. Some alliteration, yeah. Yes. elementary school teacher coming out. Yes. yes, absolutely. And so the things that I really wanted to hit on today is this Proverbs 30. What are the principles that we can glean from the Proverbs 31 woman when it comes to our marriage? I'm a big believer that um, our marriage is our first ministry, um, motherhood, and then lastly, our business, which was intentional, in that order. Uh, so if it's okay with you, I'll just jump right on in. Go for it. I'm here for it. Okay. So, uh, you know, Michelle and I were talking that you know, we could sit here and talk about the Proverbs 31 woman for six hours. So we are literally going to scratch the surface here. I, I we're not going to be able to do it justice here in about 30 minutes, but, Um, To to open up the conversation about, you know, how did she approach her marriage? Uh, It says her husband can trust her. She will greatly enrich his life. She brings him good, not harm all the days of her life. Uh, I just recorded a podcast episode about how do we practically nurture our marriage, keep the spark alive with our husband when we feel so busy running this business. And something that the Lord dropped in my spirit was Cammie with love. I am not going to be impressed with your six figure coaching business. If your marriage is hanging on by a thread and what that I'm a tough love gal. I love receiving tough love. The Lord knows how to talk to me. That's why I love the book. That's why we can be friends. That's absolutely (laughs) I'm not here for sugarcoating. And I take that very seriously because when I think about my childhood, you know, I don't know about you, but like I thought about the man I was going to marry prayed for him, agonized, searched, just endlessly for him when I didn't really need to, God was just going to pop him in my life. But I, you know, we do these things anyway for my entire childhood. And am I, are we, um, nurturing our marriages with the same eagerness, selflessness, um, and passion of which we were praying for our husbands, likely our entire childhood. And many times for me, I feel convicted because I'm like, Oh man, I'm taking him for granted you know, he, he comes home and I'm calling out from my office. Hey, how's it going? You know, and and instead of just stopping what I'm doing, getting up and walking over to him and greeting him. So I wanted to just kind of jot down like a couple or share with you guys, just a couple practical ways that I really believe that we can prioritize our husband, serve him, nurture our marriage, keep the spark alive, if you will. Um, and really make him a priority over our businesses, you know? Um, because if we're not careful, those priorities can get switched around. So a couple practical things that I came up with is um, when he, he comes home, try to have your work already done. You and I were talking about this. Like Lucas will come home like around like four o'clock. So I try, it's really hard for me to shift gears so hard. I'm a tunnel vision woman when it comes to my business. And because it's so challenging for me, if he walks through the door and I'm still working, it's going to take me the next hour to actually be present with him. And so what I'll try to do is shut work down about an hour before he gets home, maybe go on a walk, do a couple other things. That way, when he does come through the door, I can be present with him. So that's one really practical thing that we can do to make sure that we're nurturing the marriages that we prayed for. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And
0: you do that practically. Like we've, we have DM messages back and forth. You're like, I'm on my walk. Finally, I was like, That is so awesome. I love that you walk every day. And I loved when you shared your reasoning behind it. It's that like, it does so many different things. It gets your creative juices flowing It gets you up out of the seat. And it helps that shift of scenery. I did that yesterday, not so much before he came home, but just to kind of like get me up actually before the girls came home from school. So it was like, okay, I just need to move. I need to get out. And I was like, oh, like this. Yeah. It was still 90 degrees. So it was not as much fun as I was hoping it would be, but. <laughs> right.
1: Right. Yes. Right. California weather and Nebraska weather in October are slightly different. <laughs> a little bit different, yeah. but
0: talk to me in December when I can still walk outside.
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, the, I, what I gather from this to kind of put a little pretty bow on this part is just, how can we practically every marriage is different? So the way that you know Abby serves her marriage is different than Kelly's gonna serve hers or or you know Jesse's serves her, whatever. Okay. Um so the way that we practically serve our husbands is different based upon the marriage. And um, but if we can really sit down and think about hey, how can I serve this other person? This and it's not just any person, it's the only person in on the planet that I am one with. Yep. Then and make him feel like a priority and not just like a secondary thought to our business, it's going to be so sweet and yeah. fulfilling and fruitful. So I would just encourage people to like, write it, write it down. It doesn't have to be these like abstract thoughts like these elusive things. God is okay with practicality. Yeah. He's so yeah. cool. Like plan a date night, yeah. go on a hike. doesn't have to be expensive. Make some sandwiches, Right, you know, okay. go on a picnic. So that okay. was um, the first one, really prioritizing our marriage. Um, the second one, motherhood. Um, she has two two verses here that I really really love. The first one is she gets up before dawn to prepare breakfast for her household. So that was one. We'll talk on that.
0: Hey there, friend. This seems like a good place to give you a little break. Stand up, stretch a bit, and while you're doing that, can I ask you something? Do you find yourself frustrated in your business? Do you struggle with getting people to trust you so they'll buy or join your business? Are you sick and tired of the hustle harder culture? Do you feel like you're doing everything and yet you're barely surviving? Oh friend, I know exactly what that feels like. I know how it feels to have those big boss babe goals and yet be afraid to surrender everything over to the Lord because, What if his path looks different than the vision boards and dreams I've laid out? Yikes, I know how it feels to follow every Instagram and business coach out there hoping the newest trend would be that quote unquote secret to unlocking the massive growth and success I was looking for only to end up more frustrated when my team wasn't growing and I kept missing those promotions that seemed to just be inches away. Imagine if you had a biblical mindset strategy that guided you through how to see the promises God has for you in his word and walks you through a simple roadmap each day to set your mind and heart on the things above, preparing you for what the Lord has in store for you and your business. That's why I created the Biblical Success Coaching Sessions, where I teach you how to create a biblical mindset For success in your network marketing business, you'll be able to have a simple roadmap that will give you a tactical strategy for renewing your mind daily, where you'll not only be equipped to focus on God's plan rather than chasing the comp plan, but when you take your eyes off the frustrations and struggles, you'll see so many ways in which the Lord has been blessing you you'll walk away with a strategy for biblical mindset that will only take a few minutes each day. But it gives you the peace and comfort you're truly longing for. So if you're ready for a customized biblical roadmap to take your eyes from the comp plan to God's plan for you and your business, then friend, this is for you. Here's the thing. I know you're a mom. You have a million other things on your plate right now. And I know that mamas always seem to take the backseat. So investing in yourself and your business may seem like the last thing you should be doing right now. Am I speaking to you? That's why I'm gifting you 20% off. It is my passion to help more women see their business as the vehicle God has for them. I promise you there is peace in the surrender, and I know the Lord wants you to feel that. So hop on over to bit.ly slash biblical success session for your 20% off gift from me
1: while they're still available. The link is in the show notes second. The second was when she speaks, her words are wise and she gives instructions with kindness. So let's go back to that first one. You know, when I, when she, when it says she gets up before dawn to prepare breakfast for her household, again, every family is going to be different. But what I take away from this is before she jumped into her work work, she made sure that her family was served, Mm -hmm. that they were taken care of maybe for, for one woman that looks like getting up And, um, packing lunches for her kids before they go to school, maybe Mm -hmm. for another woman that, um, maybe hubby takes on that responsibility and she, she does something else to serve them. But what I loved is that when she got up early, uh, the first thing she did was serve another person. I loved that. Um, and I just thought that 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 was so, so filling. Um, so I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Oh, I love that. And I, what I love
0: is it, it's going to take on a different meaning each stage of life that you're in. You know, if you've got littles, You are getting up early. You are making them breakfast. Like you are, like you have to, you know, my kids are older now. Honestly, they eat, they grab a granola bar and run out the door. (laughs) Um, But I do personally, for me, I love to get up early. Some moms don't, they like to do everything at night. So it's like packed and ready to go. And, um, but I I love the intentionality that each of these are going to touch on. It's a, it's a purposing in your heart ahead of time of like, okay, I'm going to serve somebody. Else before I serve myself,
1: yeah, absolutely. Take some time. Yeah, and I love what you said about intentionality because again, this is going to look different for every family, and it's going to look different in every season. Like serving your three-year-old is going to be different than serving your thirteen-year-old. That's very different. But she woke up and she she put intentionality into the people that she loves she put some she she poured into them in some degree um so i just i that's something i really took away from that um and the second part to that um which could actually you know really reflect to us speaking to our husbands as well as our children is when she speaks her words are wise and she gives instructions with kindness so this is going to be this can be really challenging especially for like a woman like me where my my i am a Mm, The Lord is working on a filter for me. Um, but I tend to be very bold and just, I think what I, I, I whatever I'm thinking, if you, if I'm, if you don't, if you're not hearing it, you're seeing it written on my face. Right, <laughs> <right. laughs> um, and uh, also I want to recognize that like, I'm not in the season of motherhood yet, hopefully very soon. But one thing that the Lord's been really ministering to my heart is, is, um, having discipline with my tongue so that when I speak to Lucas or when I speak to my future children, it can be in a way that is grace-filled, wisdom-filled, and gentle rather than cutting or um, speaking down to somebody and just really trying to be disciplined with our words. Yeah, I love that you have that
0: forethought before these little lives come into your home because it it can be daunting to think, not even daunting, but maybe an oversight. Like you know, you're thinking of like changing the diapers and and feeding and stuff like that, and forgetting how powerful our words are. And even from day one, you know, like they're listening, they're absorbing these things. I I always laugh. You know, our kids are are absolute sponges. So my first two or three years apart. And when I had my, my second daughter, you know, they require a lot of you, like you have to change their diaper. You are feeding them. You're, you know, everything is you. And I can remember my oldest coming over and wanting something and, you know, constantly I'd be like, just a minute, just a minute. And I remember asking her to come over one day and be like, Hey, can you throw this diaper away? And she looked at me and she went, just a minute, mama. And I was like, Oh. Like our kids are watching these things and sure for that moment, it was like just a, just a minute repeat, but how many times are they repeating our not nice words, our not nice actions our not nice, you know, attitudes. And to have that forethought now being like, okay, I want to be grace filled.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And to like build on that, you know, they're repeating, you know, they're like a sponge. My mom always like, is like, you guys were like sponges yep. growing up, you know, like whatever setting I per- created, like you all absorbed that. Um, And we, you know, we can learn the words, but we can also learn the thinking patterns and the insecurities. Mm-hmm. And so that has been like a work in my life is the Lord really like Revealing and exposing like, hey, Cam, here's the places where maybe you're dealing with some limiting beliefs, some imposter syndrome, some insecurities. Let's go ahead and deal with that now so that that's not overpouring into your kiddos later on. Um, And that's, you know, when it says her words are wise, one thing that I've really been learning from the book of Proverbs is that wisdom comes only from the Lord. Now knowledge that can, you know, that's different than wisdom, but wisdom is something that really can only come from the Lord. And so if maybe, maybe someone's like me and they're like, man, I really struggle having like being disciplined with my words. Well, first of all, welcome to the club. Hello. Um, I'm raising my hand. Y'all can't see me, but I am. Um, We can ask God for wisdom. And James 1, 5 says that, that he will give wisdom to those who ask and believe that he's going to give it. So it doesn't have to be this thing that we're striving for. We can just simply ask and receive the wisdom that he's going to pour into us. I heard, um, I don't know if you've ever
0: done any studies by Jen Wilkins. Amazing. There's a great one that we were doing. It's called better. And it's through the book of Hebrews. And (laughs) I never really looked at Hebrews this way to see how every chapter Talks about a great hero of the faith, but Jesus is better. Jesus is better. Anyways, at the very beginning of the study, she was talking about prayer and she's like, we pray for the wrong things. We need to be praying for wisdom and discernment, wisdom and discernment, wisdom and discernment. Mm -hmm. And as you were saying this, I realized, oh, I've gotten away from that. I need to get back to wisdom and discernment.
1: So it covers it all. So good. Yeah. Well, and me too. You know, I, I. Like the Lord, like, had a little conviction for me, is there, you know, that's something that I can be really interjecting into my prayer time. And I think back to Solomon, you know, before his downfall, you know, he had a downfall, but at the beginning, uh, he asked the Lord for wisdom and he sought the Lord, and other things that were beyond what he was even asking for followed. Now, that's not like, you know, let's let's not get it twisted and think, oh, if I ask God for wisdom, He's gonna give me a million dollars. No, right. <laughs> no, he's not. But uh, I mean, he could. But um understanding that wisdom, like the Bible says that wisdom is more valuable than rubies. Mm-hmm. and wisdom is is far more valuable valuable than any riches. And if we have wisdom in all areas of our life, then we're going to also have wisdom over our finances as well. So so wisdom is going to be more fruitful than money alone could ever be. yep. Amen. Uh, it. Yeah. It. yeah. Um, so the last one is you know how do what is the Proverbs 31 woman how does she relate to business? And we could talk about this for again hours but just to kind of to uh pick out a couple of things um she was an entrepreneur it said that she spun wool and flax she it said she went and she inspected a field she bought it then she planted the vineyard she's making garments and sashes and she's selling them so so she would be like the modern day like she'd be like making stuff on etsy yeah <laughs> if, right? were, if she was like here today like that's what she would be doing um she would probably be investing in real estate like mm-hmm. this woman was like you said industrious and what one thing that I loved about this is she was industrious, and she was—I mean, that—that that was it's she was financially fruitful, but it was never at the expense of her children and her husband. She always had her priorities straight, which yeah. I thought, man, what a principle to live by, and that's good news because that means that all the good things that the Lord has for my business and your business and everybody lis- listening. All of those things are going to come and not at the expense of our family. So, if we're finding that, hey, my marriage is struggling because I've been spending so many hours in my business, or my relationship with my child um, seems a little disconnected, we can, that right there is a red flag sign that we're striving, we're doing something in our own strength because what God has for us, He's not going to ask us to sacrifice the marriage or the children that he gave us in order to pursue this business. Like I said, like I believe our, our marriage and and secondary to that, our children, those are our, our ministries before our businesses are ministry.
0: Yeah. Amen. And I was listening to a podcast yesterday and she was saying just that, like God gives us these talents and these gifts and these abilities, but not to ever be at the expense of a covenant that we have created with our spouse. Like that is a, an unbreakable covenant. That is God's intention. And, and our children, like he's given us these children, like our, these things should not Come in the way. And I think, as a culture here in the United States, at the very least, we have this love affair with busy. It's this badge of honor. I'm so busy. And I heard this a couple of years ago and it really struck me. And I have really tried to eliminate that word busy out of my vocabulary. Obviously, there's a ton of synonyms that I can use in this place, but I really have tried to divorce myself from that concept because if you start thinking about it, you'll hear people saying it. I'm so busy. It's been a crazy day. I'm so bu- and there's like this, this like badge of honor that comes from it. Like I was the most busy today, and sure we're busy. If you are alive in the 21st century, you are busy. Yeah. But what are you doing to perpetuate that busyness? Versus what are you doing? Like I know for myself, I say yes to way too many things, and too often I'm saying yes to the wrong things, mm-hmm. and not to
1: the right things. Mm, so good. That's so good. I love what you said. We say like the same here. I'm a yes girl. Okay. Can you do this for me? Yes. Hey, and you know, not to say there is this, there's a time to say yes. And there's a time to say no. Um, people pleasing, maybe even in there a little bit for my, I'm saying that about myself, like I'll say yes to things out of wanting to please other people. But, but if, you know, if the Lord is going to convict me of a, Hey, you know, how how often are you saying, are you striving to please another human or are you striving to please me? So that was so good. And is our, is in all of our busy, what, how are we being productive and not just financially, how are we being productive in our relationship with the Lord, with our our spouses, with our children, you know, in all of that busy, what is going to matter five years from now? Yeah. Yeah.
0: A few months ago, maybe a year ago, I was really trying at like five, six o'clock to just leave my phone upstairs. Like I'm not a doctor. There's nobody that's calling for college in emergencies. Like there's no, you know, like no one's gonna be like, oh my gosh, get it to me stat. Um and at first it was like, oh my gosh, what do I do with my hands? Like, what do I do? What am I? And then I was like, oh, this is actually really kind of freeing really kind of nice. And last night we were sitting around, you know, watching, I think there was some football game on or something. And I look around and my husband and my daughter and myself, were all on our phone and the TV's on. I'm like, this is not like for me personally, I'm like, I need to change something for me because I'm being stimulated in all these other areas. And all day long, I'm doing this, 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 you know, clicking here, there, whatever. And how is that not making my family a priority. How am I how can I use all of my time intentionally even if it's sitting down to watch a football
1: game. That is a word so good. Like and, and all of us can can take something away from that. You know, we especially as online business owners, you know, we're using our phone. It's a tool, yep. but so much stimulation and, and when our brains are overstimulated and we're so used to that overstimulatedness, stimulatedness, stimulation, then all of a sudden, what I've noticed is sitting in silence with the Lord becomes incredibly challenging for me because it's not stimulating. Mm -hmm. Like, of course it's stimulating, but I mean, like, it's not like the little dopamine hit I get when I uh, see a new DM pop through or I get a new like on my, on my Instagram post. And so I love that you brought that up. That's so good. It's hard. Uh, Yeah, it is. It is hard. It's challenging.
0: But the Lord wants us to do things that are different, right. To stand out, to be set apart, to be, uh, you know, that light. And if to also Give us that space to do that, to even think. Like, how sad is it that we we put this little object down and we're like, "Oh my gosh, what do I do? What do I do?" It, I mean, might be a sign that it's becoming an idol. It's becoming controlling. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Speaking for myself, of course. Like here, I am getting a full out. The Lord's like, "Shut that thing down." Oh, Saint. Well,
1: yeah, absolutely. I think that we all can can glean from that. And there's, there's something for all of us in that. Um, so so that's so good. The, the, one of the final things I was, I was looking at in the, in the business aspect here is, and you and I talked about this in the DMs a little bit, um, and hopefully we'll have like a little conversation about it later in the future. Little wink, wink hint. hint. Um, but one of the things that I loved is she, it said she makes sure her dealings are profitable. Mm. And as a Christian woman, you're a Christian woman, but both business owners, and we, you and I have a lot of conversations with other Christian women who own businesses. I see a lot of women who really wrestle with the concept of finances, um, particularly accepting money for services, whether that is a physical product that they're providing, or whether that is coaching services or mentorship, whatever it is. Um, and I look at this as permission to make a profit. And actually it would be wise to make a profit in your business. You cannot have a business if you're not making a profit. Um, but this is just like permission from the Lord that like, Hey, I want you to make sure that your dealings are profitable. Yeah. That doesn't mean become money hungry. That doesn't mean um, become greedy. But if we are truly operating in wisdom in our businesses, then we're making sure that our dealings are profitable. Amen.
0: Amen. I was just talking to somebody yesterday and she's like, I have a hard time charging for my services. And I'm like, I get that in some, like, I get that it's hard sometimes, but the last I checked when I go to target, they want money at the end of it all. And I think it always goes back to our heart posture, like what is our, you know when when you come into network marketing, we ask you first and foremost like, what is your why? Why are you doing these things? Okay, well, it comes back to everything you're doing. like, why do you want that money? Like what is your purpose for that? Like is it so that you have the biggest house in the neighborhood? Well, you might want to check your motives there. Right. But the Lord wants us to be profitable. That's totally fine. Yeah. And I love that encouragement there. all goes back to what is our heart? Posture.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, we could open up a big can of worms of poverty versus prosperity. And maybe we will someday. Mm -hmm. But one thing that I would like just kind of if I could just like put like a little little bug in somebody's ear of that maybe is struggling with with charging finances because I I I was struggling with finances at, at one point. Um and struggling to charge. The first thing I would say is let's make sure that we're not projecting our own financial insecurities onto the people that we're trying to sell to. So the very first time that I ever sold a high ticket coaching program, it was $997. At the time I was like, this is outrageous income. Like, I I mean, but that is a reflection of where we were at financially. $997 was a big deal to us at that time. And I remember the first time that I was selling it and a lady said, yeah, I'll take it. I think there was probably silence on the phone for a while she probably thought i was crazy i didn't know what to say to her i was in massively shocked um and i was like i part of me was probably like are you wanting to say are you sure like are you sure that that you want to do that um so first let's make sure that we're not projecting our own financial situations or insecurities onto other people and the second part of that is as much as in the christian space we hear about prosperity gospel and that's a real thing and a real cancer in in the christian space there's also poverty gospel yeah. And I, I would almost venture to say that more people, more people are struggling with poverty gospel than they are prosperity gospel. Mm-hmm. I don't know any actual statistics on that, but just yeah. based upon conversations that I'm having, I, I had a conversation with a retired pastor last year and he said to me, kind man, wonderful man. He said to me, word for verbatim, I am committed to, to, um, being poor for Christ. And I was like, I'm sorry, what do you mean you're committed to being poor for Christ? And he was, he was talking about financially, like I'm committed to being financially poor for Christ. And then I thought to myself, not only is it kind of disturbing that you just said that to me, but you minister- just finished a career ministering to an entire congregation for how many years, how like you just poured that entire misuse of scripture into them. How many, like, and everybody has to deal with money to some degree. And, and how many generations of poverty, um, mentality are, is that going to create? Yeah. So, you know, again, we can open up yeah. a can of worms, but if you're looking for a permission slip from the Lord of Lord, is it okay to make a profit in my business? Is it okay to charge for the gifts that you've given me? Um, I would encourage you to look at Proverbs 31. I think it's verse 18. She makes Mm -hmm. sure that her dealings are profitable. It is wise to make a profit in your business.
0: Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm hoping that we open up that can of worms. That is definitely something that the Lord has put on both of our hearts. And so stay tuned, people. There's controversy to come. Um, (laughs) 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 we'll call it. Anyways, we could talk forever on this because there is so much in here. But friend, I would definitely encourage you to open up your Bible, open up a Bible app, go to Biblegateway.com and clip, you know, type in Proverbs 31 if you do not have a Bible and read through that and ask the Lord to give you wisdom and discernment as you read through that. What is He telling you? What is He giving you permission? through? What is it that he's convicting you in? Where are you misusing your time? Where, you know, and, and so much of this is a personal conviction. I love the way you set that up from the very beginning. You know, this is all of Proverbs is, is those, you know, um, wisdom little tidbits here and there. And, and just, um, what is it? Not allegory, but, uh, well, yeah, a lot of it is allegory and, and like comparison and, you know, just giving you, um, I'm I'm drawing a blank on the, uh, English, the the grammatical word for, for these, but, um, not all of them are meant to be literal and taken legalistically. Um, so really use that wisdom and discernment in there. Cammy. this
1: has been amazing. Where can everyone find you? Well, thank you so much for having me. So you can hang out with me in two places. I have a podcast. It's called the Bible's babies and business podcast. Um, it's as you can tell, it's very, um, uh, centered around the Proverbs 31 woman. Um, and am also on Instagram, you can hang out with me there. And my handle is at Kami.Wilke.
0: I love it. Thank you so much, Cami. You have an amazing day and we will talk soon. Thank you. I hope you do too. Hey, before you go, if you learned something new or found value in today's episode, would you pop over to iTunes to growth against the grain and leave a review and subscribe to the show? That would be awesome. And if you'd like to connect with my community of other mamas just like you learning to align their audacious goals with what God has for them, then join us at bit.ly slash Christian mindset support or click on the link below. There's always room for one more. Can't wait to see you over there.